Welcome to the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. As payments and software experts that eat, sleep, and breathe embedded payments, we're as passionate about you as you are about your customers. Each podcast episode will provide insights about embedded payments designed to help you fuel the transformation and growth of your software business. You'll learn from industry experts, Payrix customers, and leaders on the Payrix team about the latest trends, best practices, and real-world guidance from payments experts to help you take your software platform higher. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the PayFAC Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. I'm your host, Bob Butler, and today I'm going to be talking with Eric Frazier, the CEO of Payrix, about the various ways or business models a software company can integrate payments into their software. So hi, Eric, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. I'm really excited to be here. Hey, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your software and payments experience? Sure thing. I'll try to make it quick. Born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Go Buckeyes. My academic background is I was an accounting major and an MBA. Obviously, when you're born in Columbus, you graduate from The Ohio State University. I've really been involved in systems integration, enterprise class software, SaaS software, and for the last 21 years, a variety of payments. I've worked with Chase Merchant Services, Chase Payment Tech, RBS WorldPay. So I've been around the payments landscape for the last two decades, and I've seen up close every conceivable model of payments over the last 20 years. And this particular space that we're working on with Payrix right now, I think, is not only the most exciting space in payments that I've worked on, but ultimately the most valuable for our partners. So it's really, it's been a good ride and it's getting more and more fun every day. Yeah, Eric, you and I have a little bit of experience working together in the old RBS World Pay days. And so it was a lot of fun and, and obviously very exciting to work with you here at Payrix. But I was wondering for the audience, if you could explain the different ways or business model options for integrating or embedding payments into a software platform, because I know you have experience in this world. Yeah. And when I was given this kind of a high level bio, I didn't mention the companies that I've founded or co-founded that were startups and in the payment space. And one, for example, was Century Payments that had a really fun culture and a good exit as well. And that was based more upon kind of a referral or a historical ISV partnership model. And we can talk about that. And then there's the concept of a full payment facilitator where a company is completely registers, they hold the risk and they operate like an independent payments company. And then of course, where we've become pretty well sought after in the marketplace right now is the PayFAC as a service, which is kind of a hybrid model that doesn't have the same requirements as if somebody wanted a full-blown infrastructure as a service. You know, Eric, can you describe each one in detail, starting with referral, then moving on to payment facilitator? Yeah, the referral model, really in payments, you're always trying to disrupt some form of distribution in terms of how you aggregate customers. And back in the day, there was the traditional merchant acquirer model, whether you had a direct or indirect sales force. And then we kind of graduated to the referral model 10 or 15 years ago. It's To me, it's not as exciting anymore. And we did use it when I co-founded Century Payments, and we had a relationship with NCR Radiant, where we would quote-unquote, embed payments. But really what you were doing is you were embedding payments into the sales go-to-market model when they would install some hardware and some software, and then we would just have our payments be part of the application process. And it was a great model for NCR at the time. They'd make a little bit of money. They'd sell their point of sale. But in that case, we were doing all of the heavy lifting. It was our sales force, et cetera. It was a little bit clunky, but we would make the majority of the money. 
And it's more of a blocking and tackling go-to-market approach. And it really wasn't based so much on tech as I guess you would say it wasn't based as much on brains. It was based on brawn. Then you move kind of the payment facilitator model. And it's not for the faint of heart, but it's really gained traction in terms of the mind share of the marketplace, you know, over the last three or four years where everyone is saying, if you're a SaaS company, we want to become a payments company. We want to monetize payments. Or if they have been monetizing payments to a small degree, they want to optimize payments. And it kind of became popular with the advent of Square. And the way we see this model working today is when a software company makes the decision that they want to become a full-blown payments company and they think about being a pay fact, the appeal and the reality of that are a little bit different. The appeal is that the software company, which rightfully so wants to increase their market valuation as they're going through a raise or a potential exit, but they, the appeal of a payments facilitator model is we're going to increase our revenue, we're going to control our destiny, we're going to have stickier relationships, and that's going to lead to a higher enterprise value. But unfortunately, the reality is, is that you have to be able to manage multiple vendor relationships, you have to be able to build a payments infrastructure, manage a payments infrastructure, and you need to be, if not best in class, you need to be near best in class in terms of regulatory risk and compliance. And all of those things are very difficult and they're costly and time consuming. And so it kind of leads us to the third option, which is what we spend the majority of our time on, which is PayFAC as a service. And it, it kind of combines the best of both worlds and is the sweet spot for most vertical SaaS software providers. It allows these companies to embed payments inside their native product. Essentially, it's a white labeled offering for them. They get a larger slice of the revenue as opposed to a referral model. They control the onboarding and overall customer experience. And it just reduces and removes the risk and oversight required to be a full PayFAC, which the majority of folks aren't really ready to do. Sorry if that was a mouthful, but that's kind of how I would break that down. No, Eric, I think you covered it perfectly. But I guess digging a little bit deeper, you know, at a high level, why would someone pick one versus the other from the referral to the payback to the, the hybrid or payback as a service model? Yeah, I think you would make one choice over the other, depending upon what's your appetite, what's your business appetite for risk and compliance. Obviously, if not done really, really well, you can pay a terrible price for that. The need for additional revenue to pursue growth aspirations. And again, I think what we're in the business of is making sure that the customer experience of our SaaS software partners is not only protected, but is enhanced. And I think not to talk about ourselves as much, but the reason we have been having a lot of success in the marketplace is our out-of-the-box functionality, our portal, and all of our customer care tools that really allow our partners to control that customer experience. And I think when done right, you become less of a traditional payments company and you become more of an embedded software company inside of a SaaS software company. And I think that's where I get excited about. No, totally can follow that. From your perspective, can someone start at the referral level and then graduate up the chain, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of our core thesis and value proposition in the marketplace is that most companies moving into the payback as a service or payment facilitator model are coming from referral relationships that they have historically held with legacy payment processors. And we've all seen what that looks like and what that feels like. And what we're seeing now is an increased demand for software businesses that want to potentially or eventually become a payment facilitator themselves, but are not in position to make that jump immediately, but still want to monetize payments. And the model, this model makes is really an ideal for a software company so that you can kind of crawl, walk, run, or walk, then run, 
or in some cases, even uh, partners of ours that are processing in the billions of dollars continue to stay with our PayRix Pro offering because we're so expert at running risk and compliance. Our software is intuitive. Their relationships have been enhanced. And so it'll be interesting to see in the years and decades to come whether this concept of people deciding whether they want to go with the hybrid model or the full payback as a service, it'll be interesting to see where that goes because there's pros and cons of both ways. Yeah, I totally follow that. And I agree with you. The future is going to be very interesting. And I think there's more to come. I guess as you stand back, how important, especially for the SaaS company, is making a decision at the beginning of the process when they decide to go down one of these routes? Yeah, I think it's very critical. I'd say mission critical to both the software company and their customers. And that's the reason why our business development cycles take a little bit more time because we have to be good consultative listeners. And to do that, you have to tease out what's most important to our partners or our prospects. The software companies need to look inward and strategically align on things like what is their appetite for risk and payments operation management? which can be complex, even for people that have been in payments for a long time. What's their growth strategy? How much do they want to be in control of their customer experience as well as their financials like transaction volume? Where are they at today and where are they going? You know, a lot of the, you know, we get small, medium and large customers that come on board with us. And some of them are saying we do a million dollars worth of volume a week and we want to do 10 million a day in the future. And so being realistic about where they're going, how they're going, the number of merchants that they'll end up having processing. You know, these are very important questions, not just for their financial modeling, but for their decision making about how they want to go into the payfax space. And without going too far digging into the center of the earth, the, the software company can make a wrong turn and pick a solution that it either isn't right for them today or, or they grow out of in a year or two, and then they'll fall short of their aspirations, both financially and their business model. So I think what we try to do every hour of every day is with our flexible hybrid model, as well as evolving to full payback if you choose to do so, the really neat thing is, is that it's the same software that we use to manage all of these embedded payments companies when we handle all of the risk, it's the exact same software that somebody would license if they wanted to become a full payback. So for lack of a better way of putting it, we are expert users of our own software, and then we allow others to license that software should they choose to do so, which I think is a really cool way for us to be self-critical of our own platform, and hence the reason why we're constantly striving to make it better. That's how I would look at it. No, that sounds great, and definitely some interesting insight. Any final thoughts you want to leave the audience? Yeah, I think it's an exciting time. When I look back, I'm older, let's say, and I look back to the year 2000, 2001, and I remember somebody saying payments is in its last iteration. Bob, you've been in payments for a long time. You've heard that. Every year for the last 25 years, you've heard how payments has become commoditized or payments is nearing the end of a particular evolution. And never has that been more ironic because I think this is the most exciting time (laughs) in the history of payments where it's exactly the opposite of a commodity. The question is, can you provide really spectacular software that is wise as to the business processes that are most coveted by SaaS software companies as they go out and try to change the world. So, you know, embedded payments presents a world of possibilities for software companies. The ability to monetize embedded fintech solution like payments, lending, card issuing, you know, it's only starting to take flight. 
And the opportunity for companies who offer these solutions not only opens the door for their customers to grow, it also builds the enterprise value of the software business itself. So I guess in closing, what I would say is I've been in payments for the majority of my adult life. And never before, even when I worked for big global banks, never before have you seen the groundswell of interest in embedded payments and the ability for people to use modern technology, API-first solutions to grow a company's enterprise value. And I think that's pretty cool. And if you can do that where you're surrounded by people that have the right culture, the right interest in treating their coworkers and their customers with respect and dignity and have a good fun time doing it. You know, it seems to be like uh, the sky's the limit in this space right now. You know, Eric, I couldn't agree with you more. I think we've both been around for a long time, especially in the space. But what's exciting is it's such a reinvigorating time. And I think we are in the first inning of a game that I think is going to go into extra innings. So You know, Eric, you know, being an old baseball guy yourself, Eric, I really want to thank you for being on the show. As I said, we're both big believers in sharing knowledge and experience, and I really appreciate you helping kick our series off here today. Here at Payrix, we want to be a trusted resource for software providers who are out there trying to make sense of embedded payments. And we want to help you get the education you need to make the business decisions that your customers and key stakeholders will thank you for. This is Bob Butler. And this has been the PayFAC Embedded Payments Podcast brought to you by Payrix. Thank you for joining us today on the PayFAC Embedded Payments Podcast brought to you by Payrix. For more information about embedded payments, subscribe to our show at payrix.com slash podcasts.